0: Sophia Ierxovich, I feel like I don't even know you anymore. I have not seen you in the human flesh in months, and I haven't spoken to you—at least not on video—in three weeks. I think we have been we have been MIA on I know. the Jack and Soph podcast, and we apologize, but we are back, and we are somewhat ready I just had American (laughs) Thanksgiving four-day weekend and I was sick the entire time I was in bed for three days with what there's my weekend yeah
1: but I saw on your videos you you make it out you made it out to one dinner I think yeah so that was Thursday
0: so Thursday I made it out for Thanksgiving dinner with a girl that I work with and her family Jamie Hirsch, shout out very nice of them to invite me But I woke up Friday and felt like I got hit by a Mack truck. And it's not because I was hungover or anything like that. I
1: was sick. Like, my throat was so swollen, I couldn't breathe. Isn't it crazy how the body just knows? When I was doing the Olympics, I was working 30 days straight, starting at 3 a.m., and I was, like, on the verge, on the verge, on the verge. And then my first day off, was like, everything hit me. That's exactly what it
0: was because I had worked, like, 10 of the last 11 days. And before that stretch, my friends were here, so I was running all over the city my body was just like, yeah, you're done. You're going on the IR for three days. So I did nothing but Netflix and chill by myself for no dates? No dates then on the weekend. No, no. My friends are trying to get me to date, though. My friends are trying to get me specifically some work friends and some friends back in my hometown are trying to get me to go on a dating app called Raya, which is like a dating app for, and I'm using quotes here for those of you that are only listening right now, air quotes, celebrities. Oh my God. But celebrities are like, I don't know, like Vinny from Jersey Shore is on there. Like I'm not gonna date Vinny from Jersey Shore, but they are um, perhaps maybe trying to create a
1: profile for me on on that app, but I'm not interested. Okay, well, I also am one of your friends, and I think you should date. You are so obsessed with work, which is what I love about you, but, like, hello, get a life outside of work I date, a little bit. I date. Okay. I date. Can I tell I've, you? What? I go on dates. I just am picky. Well, you should be picky, but get out there more, except, especially for you, like, no one knows who the hell I am, and I'm okay with it that way, but I have Lots to... Lots of people know who you are. No, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. I went on a date... First of all, I was on Bumble. This is a little footnote. It's hilarious. But I was on Bumble a while back. I've been off it for a, a long time now. And I got a lot of DMs on my Instagram of people being like, hey, just so you know, someone created a fake account on Bumble of you. And I'm like, uh, that's me, actually. But I would never answer it. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, ah, crap. But whatever. I went on a date. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. Caught. Caught. But I went on a date with this guy. And I was really disappointed because we had... We texted well and when we met face to face, we met for an hour and then I cut it off the whole time. And he was trying to be coy. He was trying to be like smooth about it. All he wanted to know was about who I worked with at the time I was at Sportsnet. Who, how was this person like? What about that broadcaster? What about Don Cherry? What about who did I interview from the Leafs? What is the? What are the Leafs like behind the scenes? He didn't give a shit about me and it was really disappointing and really gross. I didn't, obviously I never called him back, but you're probably gonna get a lot of that, so. You careful. know what? I've
0: actually, that actually happened to me once. This I'm going back to when I was living in Toronto. I went on a date with this guy that i had met randomly through friends so i didn't really think anything of him like maybe just like wanting to like go on a date with a girl that's on tv and we i'll never forget we went out i can't remember who was playing but we went out to watch a basketball game in the playoffs and we went to this bar and we were there we were eating and and having drinks or whatever and the entire time we were there he was just talking to me about work but on top of that off to the side all of a sudden he's like oh man my friends are here and like tried to act like it was a coincidence but i was like oh
1: no it was so
0: obvious that it wasn't a coincidence and then his friends that he was like do you want to like sit with my friends over there in their booth like can't believe they're here oh. and then we went over and his friends like one of his friends while i was sitting there literally said, I can't believe you're on a date with Jackie Redmond, And I was like, I'm right here. Uh, like, I'm that is
1: so physically
0: present while you were saying this. And mm-hmm. then a couple of them asked me for pictures. And needless to say, I never went out with that guy again. Um, yeah. And I was just like, these people are talking about me like I'm not here, but I'm, I'm right
1: here. And you know what? No offense so to weird. us, uh, but we are nobodies compared to we are nobody. Yeah, the uh, Golden State Warriors and the Dwight Howards and the Wayne Gretzky's of the world. So imagine how they feel. Should we talk about this and drama? And well, I think I think we have to because I mean we've been talking
0: over the weekend and the last couple of days, and it's insane how much drama there has been in the NBA specifically recently, but just mm-hmm. overall in sports in terms of. What we talk about, what people write about, what the media is reporting on. I mean, from Tristan Thompson's relationship with Khloe Kardashian and the Kardashian curse with, um, players that they date that are, are, or have been in the NBA and the, the Dwight Howard situation is a whole other can of of worms Mm -hmm. and we're just living in this time where because of social media and because of the internet, there's so much access to these athletes and. What comes with that is that the public obviously is very interested in their personal lives, and it's kind of become a bit of this weird dilemma, Mm -hmm. I think, because is that good for sports or is that bad for sports? Is it something that we have to say, well, that comes with the territory of being a multimillionaire athlete,
1: or do they deserve privacy? I definitely think they deserve privacy 100% when it comes to personal things like relationships, like children, like mothers, fathers, illnesses, family members, 100%. When it comes to the stuff on the court, on the ice, on the field, there are a lot of things that are blown out of proportion um, or that, you know, we milk for days as media, a.k.a. the Golden State Warriors, and fights between teammates. But we do kind of need that. We need that for our jobs. It would be wrong if we weren't reporting on it. I just think sometimes it's – not sometimes, often. It's taken to a level that's super extreme, and we try to make something out of nothing. Um, I I like a bit of it. I like what don't we do that for a reason, right? Because people, I mean, it sells. Let's be honest. Yeah.
0: When, when two players, I'm just making up an example right now, but when two players on the Jets get in a fight during practice, people want to know about it. Mm-hmm. Even though, that probably happens all the time, FYI. Yeah. But we make a big story out of it every time. Look at the Austin Matthews-Mike Babcock situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you're telling me that's the first player
1: and coach to have a disagreement? Like, come on. I know. Remember when Phil Kessel said, uh, we don't talk about, yeah. who, who, wait, was it Randy Carlyle? I can't remember if it was Randy uh, or. I think it, it was Randy Carlisle. I think so. But I don't, I don't remember who it was about. Um, so. But yeah, no, and then the Toronto media went crazy. Have you actually ever been in a situation where you were in a moral dilemma, so to speak, where you were asked to cover a story um, and you were like, oh man, this is kind of like crap and you had to anyway, or did you decide to spin it? Like, have you ever had that?
0: Um, I don't know if I've had a dilemma in covering a story. I know that there's been certain things that I've had to cover or talk about mm-hmm. that I feel bad about. Mm-hmm. The Ottawa Senators Uber situation. I, 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 like people have their opinions about it. I felt bad for them. Ugh, that was yeah. my personal opinion. Yes. I felt horrible for them. So it sucked, kind of going on television and somewhat talking about it, even though I defended them mm-hmm. when we talked about it. I, I was still pushing the story right mm-hmm. I was still putting it out there for more people to watch and more people to talk about
1: so but if you you in know that's that a hard way part if have. you didn't you'd be missing a big news piece like you would be almost well we would look stupid it, right well you know what's funny is like we talked before that
0: show when the morning or the, the morning after that broke we talked are we going to cover this how are we going to cover mm-hmm. it because it's a sensitive issue and people have feelings about it and uh, we weren't sure but When push came to shove, it's like, we are the NHL network. If we don't at least acknowledge that this is happening, that this is a story, we're going to look like we're not doing our due diligence as sports journalists to actually talk about it and acknowledge it. So we did talk about it. We talked about it from an angle that we were all comfortable with, Mm -hmm. um, and that was honest. I mean, I genuinely did feel bad for them, and I thought it was a violation of their privacy. And honestly, was it a mistake on their part? Was it stupid? Yes. But were they having a conversation that athletes in every major sport have had People about in every job or their staffs or their teammates or yeah. their bosses or whoever
1: yeah exactly. I mean
0: they're not evil right but I mean in terms of you asked the original question have I had a moral dilemma in covering certain things in that case in that sense I have but I've never had to report on something that I felt I was morally
1: conflicted about you know what the way I look at it If we're going to give examples of reality um, TV, let's say, or diving into behind the scenes of an athlete's personal life. Like at the beginning, I really liked the 24-7 series that was coming out about the NHL and the behind the scenes there. Like Road to the Winter Classic? Yeah, the Winter Classic stuff. And my perspective is a little bit of less is more. After a while, it did get a little bit old, and that sucks because it was really well produced. But I think people lost interest. But at the beginning, I was like, "Holy shit, this is really great! This is entertaining." It was a lot about the behind-the-scenes in hockey, a little about a little bit about them at home with their kids, saying goodbye to their family for a road trip. That was cool. But then on the flip side, you have something like Hockey Wives. I really like. I I did watch a bit of that show just to see what it was like, and then I lost interest pretty quick. I felt so much of it was forced content and some of the players, you can tell some, like, listen, we had Brandon Press on the show. I love him. I love his wife. They're awesome, so it's not a knock to them. It's just the way the show was produced sometimes. I felt that some players didn't really want to be part of it, and, you know, they were kind of, like, by association with their wives part of the show, and I just felt... Frustrating to me. What you, you? I think I I
0: see your point, but I also think like any player that was on that show agreed to be on it. So right. like nobody was forcing any of those guys in front of the camera. Um, did you like, the was show, it difficult? Though? I'm sure I didn't watch a lot of it to, I'm um, to be totally honest. I watched the first episode because MP was on it and I'm friends with Brandon and her. So I would just wanted to see what it was like. And then I kind of felt weird just cause I know her. So mm. I felt kind of like, I don't know, this feels weird to me that I'm watching her. Mm. Um, and it just really wasn't, um, my flavor that said, I think any athlete out there that wants to be on a reality show or wants to do that should do it. I mean, May, take advantage of your however many years in the league and your your 15 minutes of fame or whatever. Milk it for all it's worth. If you're comfortable with putting your life out there, go for it. I think I think all the more power to you. We've seen guys like Travis Kelsey do a dating show, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of people made fun of him for that. And I remember seeing him in an, intervie- in an interview, and I loved his response. He was like, yeah, people make fun of me because I did Catching Kelsey, and it was cheesy, and it was lame, and it was like – bachelor but you know just based on me Mm -hmm. and he's like but what reality show did you do what dating show did you get offered Mm -hmm. he's like I got offered a show and I took it and it was fun and my relationship lasted three months and like whatever it doesn't (laughs) matter and I think when it comes to that stuff if you want to do it go for it where I start to get a bit of an issue is when people's personal lives are being put on blast with without them doing anything like I remember remember when a reporter called James Reimer's mom yeah yeah remember that like that was just too far like I I get it you want to get the scoop and when you get a Toronto Maple Leaf scoop Mm -hmm. in Toronto Mm -hmm. it's it's a big deal so I understand wanting it and I understand trying to do anything to get it Mm -hmm. but I do think there's a line and when you're you know outing people's personal lives I just think it's it's a it's a it's a shitty thing to do to another human, and it, it
1: really drives me crazy. And I've had this debate with some of my friends. Um, when people say, "Well, that's what you get for being the spotlight," like that's oh, what you deserve. Don't even it's, start. I, don't even right? start with me on that. Right. Okay, okay. Don't even. Well, start. We should start because if you're passionate about it, it's oh, so it's so such mad. BS. Yeah, it's so dumb. Okay. So, what is your reasoning as to why that isn't the case? I got really. Fired up there, and I can't remember what your initial question was. <laughs> the, no, the question is, or my point is that I've argued with friends that they're like, "Well, so, like, for oh, example, yeah, me, if you're putting okay. yourself on TV, then you have you have given yourself to the public, and your personal life is everyone's right." And I'm like, "No, people, you have no." Un- no, no, I no. here's my thing.
0: Maybe maybe it is people's right to talk about us, to talk about people they see on TV or athletes, and I think part of that is the the um, dis the 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 um, misinformed standpoint that like we are people and, mm-hmm. and athletes are human beings and they have feelings just like everybody else and they have family members and people that are affected by all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just hate when people say, well, I don't feel bad for him. He's got 20 million in the bank. Yeah.
1: That I'm is like, so are we really?
0: Like in 2018, there are still people out there that believe money buys happiness when there is so much proof to the contrary. Yeah, There is so much proof that that is not actually accurate. Um, but people will always throw that in the faces of celebrities and athletes. And yes, having money. Is nice and I'm sure it eases the pain of dealing with certain hardships in life. Of course, I'm not delusional, but that doesn't mean that, you know, with Dwight Howard, for example, you know, allegedly being outed by somebody else. That's not cool. That doesn't make that easier for him just cuz he's got money in the bank. No, it's and still it's still his life and somebody else is trying to speak for him. And that's I think that's a horrible thing to do to another person. And to add on to that, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but the other part of that is, you know, rumors come out, people gossip about athletes and celebrities and whatever, and they say, "Well, that's the price. That's that's the that's what you get for being famous. So that's what you get for the career that you've chosen." But what a lot of people that say that don't realize is that half of the crap out there isn't even true Mm -hmm. it's not even close to accurate Mm -hmm. and then you're ridiculing somebody that you don't even know over information that you think is true but is actually false here's what and it's just here's what you should get
1: for quote unquote um being famous or so on and so forth and first of all quickly about the money you didn't just get 20 million dollars in the bank you gave up your childhood to play constantly to practice to earn that spot in the nba to earn that spot in the NHL. So sorry, you didn't just get a paycheck. You earned it because no. you're freaking talented. Nobody gets lucky. There's another one. We can go down that road what? another
0: day if you want. When
1: people say, oh, you got lucky. Oh, yeah. Okay. People I don't eat- get
0: lucky. People work and they sacrifice. And anyways, we're going off on tangents. Okay, but wait. But I do, ha-
1: I do have a point about here's what you get. And... um, I think 100%, you're an athlete or you're a celebrity, you're in the public eye and that is your job and people have access to you. And if it wasn't for your fans, you may not be, maybe not when you're an athlete because if you're good, you're good. But if it wasn't for your fans, you may not be as successful, let's say, as you are. But here's what you can give in return. You can do autograph signings, you can uh, give your time to charities, you can lend your face to posters and names just to raise money, to go to children's hospital and make it a children's day. That, in that way, you should donate your time, donate your face, and be a public figure. But in no way in hell does it mean that the public all of a sudden has a right, like you said, to out you or to hurt your personal life or to hurt your family or to, uh, you know, make fun of your kids or your parents or your wife or your husband on Twitter. Like, that stuff is so disgusting. And if someone actually thinks they have the right because it's a public figure, then wait for it, Jackie. Eat dust. <laughs> my <thing>. my <laughs> favorite. Oh my god! I, I want to say eat so, something else, but I can't because I'm gonna try to keep this PG. But like,
0: yeah. GFO. And I think too, like when you when when a scandalous story comes out about somebody or an athlete or celebrity or whatever. You notice that people are a lot crueler when it's someone that they don't know. And yeah. sometimes I just wanna be like, imagine if that was your best friend or that was your brother or that was your sister that people were saying these things about. Would you speak that way? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But because so and so, you know, is an MBA or and makes millions of dollars, you're extra cute. You're extra cruel. Yeah. Why? Like I don't understand. And part of why we made this the topic of our of this week's episode is that it is very interesting and and the bottom line is I can sit here and say I don't think it's right and I don't think that people should have their personal lives invaded or talked about or ridiculed but I started thinking about why why do we care why do we want to know this stuff and I actually ended up on a psychology today website okay <laughs> so you went you actually went to the I really wanted I to I like, understand <laughs> I, well I mean there's also the fact that And so if you can speak to this, too, is that I have been the subject of gossip and rumor Mm -hmm. in my career, as have you. And it is extremely difficult to deal with Mm -hmm. and hard and hurtful. And I mean, we were friends when both of us went through it Mm -hmm. each time. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I don't really want to talk about it because I don't want to put more attention towards it. But at the end of the day, you know, hurtful things were said about me that were absolutely false. And there was nothing I could do about it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, the time that we live in. You can go on the internet and say whatever you want, mm-hmm. whatever you want, and people will spread it and talk about it and they will spread it like it's fact. And there's nothing that you can do because it's hearsay. And hearsay in court is about as strong as paper like it's you know it's you don't have a leg to stand on so there was a couple of reasons why people engage and spread gossip and the first thing is that rumors will stick if they fit in with our existing biases okay so for you and me and what what we each went through it kind of because both of us were kind of the subject of like oh a female reporter like must be having you know a relationship with someone in sports yeah must be climbing the way to the top that must way. be must be because you know you're a woman how else so you can possibly, possibly have you earned earn it?
1: you couldn't possibly have earned exactly. your job in new york someone must have handed it to you hey actually um, i don't want to cut you off because i want you to finish this list but i just want to say um that at the time it was a hard time but now i just it just rolls off i'm like all right see ya and i think you're feeling the same you're like okay i'm losers, getting bye. i'm getting better i'm getting better every i mean luckily
0: not luckily but fortunately i don't know what the right word is for you, I mean, Twitter was around, but it wasn't as, like social media wasn't as big for me. You know, social media was a big part of that. And mm-hmm. so once in a while, I'll get something on Twitter or Instagram and I'll just shake my head. But I am at the point now where I'm not emotional about it anymore. I'm not like, you're not my therapist at this point over it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Now I just kind of, whenever I get a tweet about it or something, I kind of, I'm like, did this person read the article because it's so dumb. Yeah. If you actually like if you actually read it, it reads like an episode of Young and the Restless. Honestly, it's just ridiculous. Anyways, so rumors stick if they fit in with our existing biases, which means, you know, people wanna believe. That means there's a lot of people out there that just believe women are that way anyways. Yeah. In sports. And then the second part, which I found a little more interesting, was we are eager to believe bad things about people that we envy. People pass on rumors that, on some level, they want to be true. And essentially, what that means is celebrities, right, are the good example. There's always rumors about celebrities and their sexual preferences and what they prefer, or plastic surgery because it's like oh she's pretty she must have had a nose job or she must and and so essentially yeah yeah essentially what this article says which you it's called the eight and a half laws of rumor spreading and it's on psychology today if this is a topic for anyone listening that's interested and it basically says you know celebrities often appear to have it all right they're perfect they're beautiful they're successful they have money they're talented to some degree so as normal air quotes. So as normal people, when we're given a reason to believe someone else isn't so perfect after all, it makes us feel better about not being perfect ourselves. Right. And that is why we engage in gossip and rumor and talking about whether so-and-so had a nose job and whatever. And I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. Every. It's human nature, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. No, it totally it's totally interesting. It's and interesting w- to see what psychological psych- psychologists have to say about it. But
1: how does that, in your mind, relate back to? I'm just trying to think of like the drama in sports. In sports, other than when it's personal, but when we blow storylines out of proportions, like fights between teammates, or tweets, or like reading between the lines. I guess. Same kind of. Well, I think like if you look at Golden
0: State, right? Like everyone talks about Kevin Durant and and okay, let's just take Golden State for example, right? Yeah. This team that was the NBA's golden child for how many years? They were perfect. Everybody loves Steph Curry and his wife. I'm one of those people. Like I love them. Yeah. Everybody loves the Golden State Warriors. They were the best team. They played team ball. They're awesome. It was just too perfect. Everything was sunshine and rainbows for Golden State for so long. And so all of a sudden, you've got arguments breaking out at practice and people don't like Kevin Durant and whatever you want to say. People want to believe that because they don't want to believe that it's possible for
1: anything to be perfect because nothing really is perfect. Yeah, so I mean, even, you you grab onto that. Even Steve Kerr said. We were living in a dream or something like that. And um, I'm paraphrasing And here. he's right. Yeah. And then he was saying, and now this is the real NBA. And they were like the perfect, didn't have crazy-ass long losing streaks, uh, were c- constantly in the win column. So yeah, something no was bad fighting, happens, blow it up.
0: Yeah. Ex- and I think that's really where it all stems from. And the crazy thing is that we've got our feelings on it. And whether it's right or wrong or morally, unjust or whatever you want to say, but at the end of the day, I. I watched Catching Kelsey. I watched that yeah, show. Like, I totally watched it. What would, like, you, so what totally would you watch? It.
1: Like, what sports reality TV shows would you watch? Because I, I'm hearing that maybe Gronk would be in a reality TV show. I would watch episodes one, two, three just for a big ass laugh, and then I probably wouldn't have time or care anymore. Oh, come on. You wouldn't watch Gronk's reality show? Look, if it was good, like, he could be a little much where you're like, okay, in 30 second bits, you're good. But That's the obviously, I would tune in for a bit. Listen, my whole th- okay, so. <laughs> I don't
0: even whatever. People might attack me for this. I don't know. Jr. Smith in the yeah. NBA is my least favorite athlete, maybe ever. Of he all time? just for whatever reason, first of all, like he's he's so inconsistent. I find him to be a ridiculous human being. I obviously don't know him, but just based on purely superficial judgment, yeah, <laughs> I just something about him bothers me i don't like him and this goes back to when he was a denver nugget and i had a little like brief little fandom with the denver nuggets where i really liked them and he would make one bucket and then he's not passing the rest of the game and he's Mm. just so inconsistent and ridiculous and then everything you know has been well documented in his career since then but if jr smith as much as i loathe him if he got a reality show I would be tuning in. Okay, so why? I'd be tuning
1: in to like, I love I love to hate J. R. Smith. So I would be watching. That's so funny. After all that rant, after our rants, Jackie <laughs> comes out with saying, "I love to hate J. R. Smith." I am tuning. No, in. hang on though. I would never go online and like tweet
0: at him like you're a bum. Like yeah. I would never like I would never tweet anything hurtful to him, and I certainly wouldn't. Um, try to hurt him or his or
1: anyone in his life in any
0: way no no and that's actually and that's a
1: good point like we are entitled as human beings uh you know and even if we, we started the show by saying rumors about us and so on and so forth people are entitled to have them but when it's when you go about talking about them or tweeting at as if it's fact or saying rude things like get a life find something yeah exactly get a hobby I just I like my twitter banner as cheesy as this sound it says um spread
0: love spread more love than hate mm-hmm. it says and I truly do subscribe to that belief as much as I can in my life because we can watch a show and think something's ridiculous and maybe you know if Gronk gets his reality show soap, and we watch an episode together I might make a comment to you about Gronk that maybe is like a, a mean joke or something yeah but I would never go and try to tweet at him so that he would see it and say something awful or... And everything that I say is in jest, basically. I mean, nothing I say
1: is really all that serious. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And and the thing is, I think if somebody... Like Gronk eh, want or Travis Kelsey wants to sign up for a reality TV show, then you want the attention, you want people talking about it, so you want that. So to a certain degree, it needs to happen. Like that's it's 2018. Yeah. There's the internet, and the more you can talk about something, the better it does. Uh, any press is good press, so to speak. But once again, like it's pretty obvious unless you're a total dud. Once you cross a personal line, like I have nothing left to say about that. When you're like putting yeah. someone in a position to hurt them when they're trying to keep it private. But I mean, yeah. In, yeah. you know, what I, I mean?
0: will say, though, I will say, though, just to circle back, because I forgot to say this when we were talking about our own experiences with being talked about as women in sport. And if you look around at a lot of women in sport, a lot of women have been the subject of certain rumors or gossip or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in my situation, the one thing, and I will never forget this because it just was something that kind of hit me. And I realized that there was really no escaping this type of stuff was after you know so and so started this stuff they got a little bit of backlash for sort of harassing me online which mm-hmm. they kind of did do and they basically made a video and at one point I didn't actually watch the video but um, one of the uh, PR people at work had seen it and told me that in the video he basically said listen I don't know if it's true I'm just saying what I heard all I know is that it." That article got more clicks than anything I've ever posted. Mm. And so Click people bait. care. People care and people want to read it and people want to believe it. And it
1: freaking sucked. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know that. What, the, but I will say something and we get a lot of DMs from guys and girls, but a lot of young women who are like, hey, how do we crack the business? How does this? What is it like? And I will say, I mean, and it takes life experience, I think, too, but At the beginning, and I started covering dressing rooms when I was, like, 19, 20. So I was really young. Most of the athletes were older than me. And I had zero experience. I was very green. And I was already aware of the stereotype that existed around women um, making it big in sports. And I was terrified of that. I was like, I don't want to be stereotyped. I don't want to be, like, pegged into that hole. So, like, I was terrified to look an athlete in the eye. I was like, oh, shake your hand only. And uh, I was just so scared. And now I own my craft and I own what I do I've interviewed x player 10 times the next time I see him I might give him a hug I don't care I don't give a crap who is um looking who is watching who else is there obviously only if it's uh, appropriate but I would hug you if I saw you so why the hell couldn't I do that I like I just don't care anymore and obviously that comes with time and knowing your um knowing your own reputation, knowing that you're a professional, knowing that you're there to do a job. I don't care about other reporters watching me or what they have to say because I'm there to do my job just like anybody else. I see guys throwing it out in the dressing room. I see males reporters all the time saying what's up, giving each other hugs, talking about their wife, their kids, whatever. I can do the same thing if I choose to. And I think you'd agree that for those starting out, it'll come with time. And who cares what people think? You know what you're there to do a job. If you're doing a good job, people notice and you'll make it.
0: Yeah. And I think too, like, um, the other side of that is that, you know, women have come a long way. We really have. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to detract from that at all. But what I would say to that is that it is still a very, very hard business on women Yeah, in terms of, you know, the type of stuff that you do have to deal with from time to time, whether it's from other people in the business or people on the outside, it just, it does still exist. Mm -hmm. But, um, you just have to have thick skin and as two people that have survived sort of the worst of it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um there is an empowerment that comes with that I would say would you agree yeah
1: 100 percent. like did you
0: feel that like once you got through it and you were like oh wow
1: like this was said about me but I'm still here yeah 100 you know and it taught me not to sweat the little things or just like that people will be morons and yes yeah, sometimes when they're more and it and you,
0: and regardless of true and false People will talk about you anyway. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. You like it does. It doesn't matter. People are going to talk because to bring this back full circle, you are in the public eye. Mm. You just are not on the level that, you know, celebrities are or the Kardashians or anything like that, but you
1: are. Mm -hmm. And because of that, people will chat. And that's just the way it is. Speaking of women in the industry, on the other side. I can't believe you wouldn't watch Gronk's reality show. No, I said I would. Like, three episodes. Like, if it was good, I'm going to watch it. But if it's not good, I'm not watching it just because it's Gronk. It's it's going to be good. It's Gronk. Guess who was on a reality show? Natalie Spooner. Yeah, our next guest, Natalie Spooner, two time Olympian, CWHL player slash star and a bit of a reality TV star, I guess. Uh definitely a contestant on Amazing Race Canada. Natalie, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I want to start. We're definitely going to touch on your hockey career, but I want to start with the last point first, and that is um, reality TV slash uh, conte- shows and competitions. And The Amazing Race. I wouldn't say it's a sport, but I mean, compared to The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise is definitely <laughs> more, way more athletic than that. Uh, give us maybe your, um, you know, your summary and your experience of being on that show. How hard it was. How different it was from what you shot to what you saw on TV later and just break it down for us.
2: Yeah, so um, it kind of all came about um, the Olympic year leading up to the 2014 Olympics. Uh, I decided that I was going to ask one of my teammates to like go on the amazing race or at least audition. So I ended up asking Megan Mickelson and we actually had one day off. We made our video. We sent it in. Um, we got a call back and said you had to fill out all of these papers. So I remember we were in Minnesota on the road filling out all these random questions. Um, and then we had an in-person interview and then we found out we were getting on and we're kind of like, what are we doing? Like, are we actually going to do this? And, and we did, but it was, it was super cool. I mean, you wake up every morning, you have no clue where you're going or what you're going to have to do. And obviously it was, it was definitely hard mentally and physically. And we had had boot camps with, with Team Canada and stuff. So, um, I mean, we kind of were okay with like the randomness of it. But at the same mm-hmm. time, we were used to, like, waking up and playing hockey, and now we're waking up and, like, sorting fish and skydiving <laughs> and doing really random things. Like, should eat snake soup, so there was all these crazy things that you just never expect. But I think it definitely taught us to just kind of go with the flow and whatever was thrown at us, you just had to handle and, and take it and run with it.
0: Um, It's really I mean, for anybody listening, we've been talking about sort of reality shows all show long, and I was on one a long time ago uh, in Canada. And the biggest thing for me that I took away was watching it back after it was taped and seeing kind of what made the show, what didn't make the show, sort of how I was portrayed Did it change the way that you now watch shows like Amazing Race? And what was your sort of reaction to seeing yourself on television edited and and sort of put out there a certain way?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, like, there's so much more that happens. And, like, if you think, like, we're racing for, like, 12 hours in a day or something, so they have that much footage of each team and it cuts down to, like, four minutes that you're actually shown. So it's pretty crazy what they do pick. The show um, and they can obviously pick whatever they want but a lot I mean all the stuff that they picked was was good stuff there's obviously some things that I'm like oh man I thought that would have been like great for TV or like that was a really <laughs> cool moment but they didn't put it on you know uh, but a lot of the time I mean they it was it was pretty cool to to watch it back and obviously some of the moments were tough when when we were losing and I still have nightmares sometimes I think about the final leg but uh, at the end of the day it was it was pretty cool and I think that they did a great job
0: actually cutting it and and making us look how
2: we were in the race.
0: Soph and I were joking before uh, we started the show about how we'd be so worried about <laughs> the, lighting the lighting and how we would look. <laughs> that might not have been a concern to you, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Like, were you were you so focused on the competition that you didn't even think about the cameras, or were you like, were you aware of the presence and sort of you know trying to you know look your best <laughs> while competing?
2: So I think, like, at the beginning, I was definitely worried about how I was going to look and, like, picking out my outfits and stuff. But the longer you get in the race, I feel like that kind of all went. Like, there was one leg. Like, I think it was it was probably even, like, the second or third like We decided to do French braids in our hair. By the end of the leg, like, the hair was just everywhere. They were like, hey, we can't look worse than that the next leg now. Because that, that was a rough one. <laughs> and, like, we were wearing the same clothes every single leg and, like, trying to wash them in the bathtub and stuff. So it was just, yeah, I don't think by the end we were just trying to hold on to looking decent.
1: (laughs) That is so funny. And that is definitely, I mean, I I think if I was on it at, first like you said you try and then by the end you're like I just want to get this over with and win so who Mm -hmm. cares Um, now so having those cameras around you 24 7 and or I mean I guess many hours in the day and as well during the Olympics Team Canada goes through a stretch where um, the whole country uh, is behind the men's and the women's teams but then there are lulls in between uh, the Olympics and I just wanted to know you know, when we talk to some NHL players, they just are dying to get out of the spotlight um, in the off season. But uh, someone who is yourself trying to grow the women's game is a a great representative of the women's game. Do you wish there was more media attention uh, in between those lulls in in the Olympics? And and how, yeah, how do you uh, approach the cameras following you guys around when it is really, um, when it's it's really like during the Olympics and strong? For sure. I mean, I think that, really with media, is going to be the only way that our game is going to
2: get to the next level. If we get more games on TV, um, more people are going to know about us, more people are going to come, or watch, come and watch our games. So, I mean, as much as, you know, some people aren't don't love the cameras, I think it's, you know, it's something that we need to do uh, to grow the women's game, and, and we accept that. And I think that Olympic years, when there's those cameras, we we realize that, you know, they're there for, for a positive, and hopefully then people are going to start following women's hockey, and you eventually find out about the CHL and come watch us in those other three years that aren't the olympic year i think everyone watches us during the olympics and kind of forgets about us those other three years so yeah i think i think media is super important and that's a huge step of, of taking our league to the next level
1: did the amazing race um exposure give you guys a bit of a boost if of at all
2: i think for sure i mean i think so when people come and watch our games we're just a a hockey player we're kind of behind a mask you don't really see us so getting um, in the, on that show and people seeing our personalities and seeing that we're actually real people and we make mistakes, we do funny things, you know, we, we're good at some random things. Uh, I think it made us seem more like real people to them and and could relate to us.
1: That's so yeah, that's awesome. That's would good you that,
0: um... would you ever do like a more reality show type reality? series? Like if, if a network came to you and was like, we want to take you and three of your teammates and just film your lives, would you ever do that? Or would you draw a line at some point? I mean, I think like there's a, there's a line to
2: be drawn, like how much of my life, but I think that it'd be pretty cool. I don't know how, how exciting my life is some days, but, um, <laughs> I think, I think some, like if they pick some good days that, that I do some fun things and, It would for sure be be cool for them to film, and um, obviously then people get to know us more too and and feel connected and want to watch women's hockey and be a female hockey player.
1: When it comes to, at the beginning of the show, we were talking about drama as it relates to sports. Uh, sometimes it is, um, I guess, played out true, truthfully, and sometimes the media blows it out of proportion just to, to exploit it, I guess, and make it a bigger story. And, you know, you kind of being on the, well, you are on the inside of an athlete's life. I wanted to know if you pay attention to, or are you more drawn to a story in, you know, the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, the MLB, or any sport of, your choice when there is more drama, or do you think that the players' lives need to be, um, and their privacy, I guess, uh, is just made too much into a big deal? Like, where do you find the line is there? And as a viewer, like, removing yourself from the from being an athlete, how much do you like getting that inside scoop? For
2: sure. Like, I definitely read about it. Like, when the Ottawa Senators broke about the Uber, um, I watched the video. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I think that there there definitely is a line there. Like, the, that, they went into their, I mean, that's their private life. And I don't know if that guy should have posted that video because you don't really expect. And I think everyone says stuff about people all the time. I'm sure the coaches were saying stuff about them a lot too. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, I think that there needs to be a line there with, with privacy and it's it's news and people want to hear about it, I guess. But, yeah, being an athlete, I wouldn't want anything. Like that to come out about me or or hope that it wouldn't um so
0: yeah that was that was that was an unfortunate situation for them because they were sort of caught in a bad situation and i remember the next day coming into work and having to cover it and everyone being like i think every single person that's ever been employed has probably like had a conversation like that after work or whatever and you know on their own time and not had to deal with sort of the scrutiny that uh came along with that but a lot of times we see too and and i'm part of that in the media where you know two players get in an argument at practice and it like makes headline it's like big news but i'm wondering if you as someone that's played you know, professional hockey for as long as you have, you must see some of those stories and be like, yeah, that's called being a part of a team. Like arguments happen. It's really not news.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, th- yeah, that, that's not news to me. I feel like guys teams <laughs> definitely do it way more than, than our teams. They fight on the ice, off the ice, wherever. And the good thing that guys do is they like, let it go like that. <laughs> so they're mm-hmm. probably not even thinking about it the next day. Um, whereas I feel like if it happened on our team, we, we probably would be talking about it a little bit longer, but I mean, <laughs> At the same time, I mean, we are a team and there's going to be arguments and there's, you know, people aren't going to agree on things. And that's the beauty of being on a team and um, coming back from that. And also everyone is different and everyone believes different things. So uh, I think that that's what makes you such a great team, though.
0: Well, I think we should talk to you about hockey a little bit. I know we've talked a lot about reality TV and stuff, but you have represented the country of Canada and you are a professional player. What is, what is the outlook for Natalie Spooner right now? What are, I know you're playing still, but what is your outlook in terms of the next Olympics and, and what are your plans?
2: Yeah. So I'm still playing for the Toronto Furies. Um, and then still playing with Canada. which is the Four Nations Cup in November. So, I mean, I'm going for the next Olympics. Like I have to still obviously make the team, but that's, uh, that's the plan and hopefully just keep improving as a player and um, prove that I deserve to be there.
0: Yeah. And get Canada that gold back.
2: Yes, for sure. (laughs) That's definitely, we're, we're hungry. We, we're chasing now and we need to, yeah, we're, we're making a strong push here.
0: Natalie, I have to tell you a story, because if I don't, my entire family is going to be like, I can't believe you didn't bring this up. So every time you've played in the Olympics, my my younger sister, uh, who's two years younger than me, played competitive hockey growing up um, in the London, Ontario area and when you were playing in the olympics she had a claim to fame story i, I guess she p- used to play against you when she was like 13 14 something like you guys were younger and i guess <laughs> she would not she would tell anyone that was listening you know natalie spooner knocked me out yeah, cold, cold one one time. time. <laughs> and i guess I yeah did? Yeah, I guess like, I don't, I can't remember the exact finite details, but something to the effect of, I think maybe you were serving a penalty or something, or you were on the bench and my sister got on a breakaway and you jumped on the ice. And my sister was smaller in your defense, a smaller player. And I guess you just like knocked her over, like sort of clotheslined her. And she was like knocked out cold. (laughs) And she told everyone that story. She was like, so proud of it. She was like, oh, yeah. So Marcy loves it though, right? oh she loves loves no she loves him but she was just
2: like I don't remember that that's crazy (laughs) I can't see myself doing that maybe just heat of the moment
0: yeah I think she I think you guys were like I don't know like 12 or 13 or something like really young, like something ridiculous but I had to share that story (laughs) although maybe my sister's full of it maybe maybe that it was a different sequence of events I don't know
2: you never know. know there's no video footage
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just replace it back then we'll never know. Hey she's proud of it. she's proud of it, so you know it's it's all good. Oh, that's
1: Natalie, awesome. Jackie and I before the show were were also joking about her and I being on amazing race, and then we were like, oh my God, we would kill each other, but maybe <laughs> do well as well. So what advice would you have if? we did go on the show. Uh, of course, you played with one of your teammates, someone you work with, someone you know you're going to have to ha- maintain a relationship with after. Um, so how did you guys preserve that? And, and what's your advice for being on the show together? Yeah, I mean, I think just
2: take it one uh, step at a time. Like, don't look too far ahead. And I mean, I think our first goal, the, the first leg we went in was like, let's not get kicked off first.
0: So, so we yeah. really set the bar really high. Yeah, but you only have to outrun the slowest person, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's a
2: good one. Um, but yeah, no. I think I think my first leg, I threw up on the te- like all over, all over when I was skydiving. So as long as you don't Ooh. throw up and make yourself look as bad as I did, I think you're golden. <laughs> oh my god!
0: I
1: think that's great advice. So if maybe we should apply. And honestly, Jackie, her and I were kind of joking about it. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know what? might be down if you're down i'm down natalie we'll call you if we get on and you will have to give us some real tips you could be, be our, our mentor yes, that's
2: awesome <laughs> he said it's so much fun
1: natalie before we let you go we ask every single person
0: on our show this question it's kind of ridiculous but we feel like it says a lot about people uh what is your most used emoji on your phone like what's your go-to emoji
2: Ooh, um it's probably like the the little yellow circle with like but he's got like the happy face with the hands coming up. Like, he's, like, super excited.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. That's cute. I like that one. If like he's, ex- like, can- up. If that's the emoji that Natalie uses the most, how can Marcy claim that she knocked her out cold? <laughs> that's just a sweet emoji, Jackie. I gotta hey, ask Marcy. You know her. what? We
0: might have to get Marcy on the show to clarify. But also, I will say, people think that women's hockey is not physical, but it is. It can be. Oh, my God. It's tough. Um, oh, for
2: sure. I mean, especially our games against the U.S. They get
0: a little rowdy. Oh, I bet. I bet. It's so funny because we had Haley Wickenheiser on here uh, a few weeks ago, and her emoji of choice was the poo emoji. (laughs) A
1: little different.
0: It would be. (laughs) Two opposite ends of the spectrum. Listen, Natalie, thanks for chatting. We had a blast. Yeah, thanks. Okay, take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
1: So, for real, though, Amazing Race Canada, should we? I mean – I didn't like it at first, but after talking to Natalie and thinking about it for 10 minutes, it would be fun. I feel like we'd kill each other. Like, I'm scared for the podcast, though. Would we survive? We would survive. We would fight. I feel like it would
0: be sibling-esque. We would definitely fight. But I also think we're both super competitive and would want to win, and I do think we would do well. I just think we would... We would be great television, because we would fight so much. But also, we are both have very weird sense of humor. We're very silly. Sense of humor? Senses
1: of humor. Sense of humors. I'm an English major, not a big deal. Um, but Jackie, what are your, let's talk about this quick. What wait, are you, wait, wait. What?
0: Wait, wait. Amazing Race, should we go on it? I think people listening
1: should go vote on Twitter. OK, we're going to put it on, um, Let let's us know. put on the Instagram. Yeah, should we do it? Should we yeah. apply? uh no. what are your strengths and what are mine? because that's what I was thinking about like obviously the people have to balance each other out like one's good with direction one's good with uh punctuality you are not punctual I am not punctual I think you're not I'm punctual you are so not punctual what are you talking I'm, about I'm not saying I am I suck at being punctual. you are not
0: punctual I am punctual okay the only time that I'm not on time is when it's out of
1: my control okay well like that's work. Uh, that it's gonna happen on the Amazing Race. It's gonna be constantly out of our control. What would you be good at, and what would I be good at? Because I don't think I'd be good at anything. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't think I would. Uh, you like would. climbing I stuff? Think, maybe.
0: Are you good at direction? Terrible. Are you? You're terrible at direction. Yeah. Even like,
1: if you have a map. Oh, I am athletic. Like I would be good at like the running and biking and all. Yeah, that Yeah, I think I would be okay at the athletic stuff, but. You are, you like make decisions better than I do. You'd be like, we're going here and that's it. Yeah. And then if it was wrong, you would rip my head off. Yeah. See, I'm scared. But maybe, maybe we'll <laughs>
0: put it out to the guests. Or maybe be the first ones kicked off. Yeah, that would be. Hope, funny. Come on. We couldn't be that bad. That would be hilarious, actually. I do think I'm pretty, like, if there was like puzzles, I feel like I would be good at that.
1: Yeah. We just have to do it in separate rooms because I think we'd kill each other, but out of love.
0: Okay, now I'm starting to get offended. I don't think we'd be that bad. Okay. We would only we would only fight when
1: the straits became dire. Which is all the time on the amazing race. It's, it's a no, race. And it's amazing. Not if you're good. Listen, I wanna actually really thank Natalie Spooner because she was really awesome and uh yeah, she was great. someone who I Admire because of her work ethic and what she's done for Team Canada. And as we know, as she mentioned, it gets a lot of attention during the Olympics. But um in the dull times, we wish there was more. So hey, if you guys are listening, pay attention to women's hockey because it's fast, it's fun, it's amazing, and um, yeah, we love it. Duh. This public service announcement was brought to you by <laughs> I'm just
0: joking. It wasn't oh. brought to you by anyone except for Soph and me. Um are we done here? Yeah, we're, we're done. done. And uh, thanks for listening. We got a little deep on this episode. Whatever. It which was is okay. personal. Let us know your thoughts. Tell us what you think about the privacy of athletes. Do you care about their personal lives? Why do you think other people care? Does it, does it come with the territory? Is it right? Is it wrong? Everything we talked about today. Uh, send us your comments, questions, all that stuff using the hashtag Jack and Soph on Twitter. You can also hit us up on Instagram. Uh, like this episode give it five stars whatever the share mumbo it. jumbo is Pass it along. share it tell your friends and we will
1: see you next time okay bye bye bye